I'm going to count you in, okay? Right. <laughs> Are you ready? Right. Uh, dance like Morris Babes, uh, the Dance Like Girl podcast, episode one, take one, and action. Hello, and welcome to Morris Babes, the Dance Like a Girl podcast. We are your hosts, Connor Smith and, <laughs> and Ollie Simons. <laughs> and this week is our first ever episode where we are just going to talk about what we are planning to do with the podcast and also introduce ourselves for anyone who has not had the misfortune already. So, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, Connor. Yes, uh, very excited to be here. Um, for the viewers at home, I have got a massive smile on my face. Um, He's looking very unshaven, actually. Yeah, well, well, that's of course, you know, the lockdown look. You know, um, you know no, no barbers to go and chop my lu- luscious locks. So I thought the uh, the chin shall stay on the trend. Yes, well, I, I became disconcerted when, when, my, when my hair became longer than my facial hair. So I, I shaved and I went for the overgrown gamer look because that's, that's pretty much what I feel like having just bought an Xbox to pass the time. Well, exactly. It's, it's all good things, you know, pass the time in lockdown. What's been the, what's been the top thing you've, you've, uh, you've done during this lockdown to, you know? Um... Um, well, <laughs> it's been a long time, so there's been a, you've done it's been a, a long, long time sure. since I've done anything, to be honest, Ollie. I mean, what you go first, what's the best thing you've done this lockdown? Well, I have to say, oh, the best thing I've done during this lockdown, well, there's two, okay? So, so the first one is supporting all those wonderful breweries, you know, I've been putting my hard-earned cash... <laughs> To keeping these breweries going during this hard time, it's been a real task. You you can spin it like that, Ollie. Yeah, but I think think the 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 main achievement I've done, I've finally plucked up the courage to buy an automaton. Uh, y- yes, much much to the bane of uh, everyone who zooms with you. <laughs> oh, they love it. I'm sure. Yeah, that little screeching noise in the back uh, of their and head. And will they will they be hearing the automaton on the jingles? Well, it might. You might have to listen carefully, but yes, quite possibly so. During the episodes, <laughs> you might just hear a little boop of the automaton. You lucky buggers. <laughs> right, so um, I'll introduce myself then. Yeah, off you go, Connor. Who, who, who are you? Right, I'm Connor. Hi, had, Connor. Right, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I had two Morris parents, doomed from the start. I had a border dancing father and a Cotswold mother and they met Morris dancing so you know I, I, I thought I did pretty good to uh, escape it for about 18 years. Oh that's uh, good going. It, it was it was even being dragged to folk festivals when I'm young. I, I don't mm. remember the dancing I just you know like the beaches really. Um, oh the best parts then. Yeah absolutely. The beaches that's, that's yeah. what I go to folk festivals for you know yeah beach. Yeah. I, you know, who watches Morris dancers? I mean, they're there, but you, you, you don't watch them. They're, they're know annoying. Them. You know, they distract yeah. you from there's, the beach. There's, there's a lot of bells and they're just, they're, they're waving hankies, but they're not, they're not dancing really, are they? That's what you think when you're a bystander. Well, exactly. And thank you know, at seaside festivals, what they do is they scare away the seagulls. So, you know, 
You can enjoy <laughs> enjoy your fish and chips without you know those pesky gulls. Yes, but perhaps the only benefit for uh, the audience. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, I started dancing four years ago with Rumbra Morrison Suffolk. Uh, apart from that, I don't know. I'm a Morris Tart. I won the Sue Dyke Award, uh, which which is hosted by Open Morris. That was in 2018. I wrote an essay on what Morris means to me, and I've since become the editor of Dancing On, uh, which I am excited to say has a digital edition coming out very soon. Ooh, I like that little shameless plug there, Connor. Yeah, well, got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> You've got to do it. Got to use all platforms to uh, get it out there. Absolutely. I sometimes submit articles to Dance Like a Girl, which we will talk about in a bit, just about what Dance Like a Girl actually is. Um, I've done a bit of proofreading for it, uh, but I'm, I'm mostly just excited, as everyone else, uh, to read it when it comes out. Really. Hmm. Well, same here. Oh, it, the Dance Like a Girl, as you say, we'll come on to that later, but every, every issue with all the contributions from you guys have been wonderful. Mm. And, and it has a, a very, very lovely printed edition that has just come out. Um, yeah. Go order that because it is, it is beautiful. It's a wonderful thing to have. It's got lovely art, lovely photos, brilliant contributions uh, and essays, and also a really useful article on Morris Sewing, which I think is a, is a beautiful thing to have and, and useful for all the, all the useless men who do Morris dancing and can't dress themselves well yes well i i um i fall into that category i've had a kit i've had all the components to make a pet you know a set of baldrics and it's approaching i actually think it's just past five years since i've been given these <laughs> these components and i still haven't made it is is that cambridge yes yes so, so sorry cambridge if you are listening <laughs> right now Five years on, and I still haven't made the Baldrics. Yeah, so I think I, that, yeah, yeah. you actually asked my mum if she was willing to uh, <laughs> to sew up your Baldrics after she had after you heard uh, that she did my Kemp's ones. Yes. Well, the thing is, you know, I thought let's get some new ones, but then I thought no, I'm rocking the wonderful Baldrics crop top. You know, the the Baldrics <laughs> where it, it comes up just below the armpits. It is the height of fashion. All the Morris. Folkies, young youngsters are doing it. So uh, it's, it's it's a look. You'll be remembered for it. It is well. Yes, it certainly is a look. <laughs> uh, and who are you, Ollie? You do you want to introduce yourself? Hi. Yeah. So I'm Ollie. Um, I started dancing in uh, 2011 officially in a not Morris dancey fa uh, family at all. Um, my brother, you probably all know. Uh, Matt Simons uh, has just written, has just completed a PhD in the history of Morris dancing. So that's an interesting thesis. Um, and, but, so we are fortunate to have the wonderful Straw Bear Festival, which is in Whistlesea, just up the road from where I currently live. And, you know, since I was in a pram or whatever, I would be forced out to go and watch these Morris dancers and I, I never took an interest in it until my brother took an interest in it oh a good probably 14 years ago now it could even be longer and so he started Morris dancing I, I didn't I, so did your family always go to watch Straw Bear before Matt was 
interested yeah so well the thing is um half of my family well my dad's you know brothers and sisters and his parents all live in Whittlesea or have done over the years so it was just it it was that excuse for a family meetup really you know let's go to Whittlesea in the you know the cold January lovely time to meet your family and friends (laughs) what a day out let's stand in the freezing cold where it could possibly rain and watch some people prance about. You know, it was the height of entertainment. Yeah, I, I remember my first straw bear in Cotswold kit. In, a, in nothing but a shirt. I, I can't even remember if I had a vest on, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah, that's where you've gone wrong. You need a and, vest at straw bear. And I, I was cursing the fact that we had so many dancers that I couldn't get in every dance. Because literally cursing every dancer that was in a set that wasn't me it's like why am i standing out why i want to be in there (laughs) it's bitingly cold i want to go home (laughs) 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 like when the pints are cold oh yeah it's not only that your inside is cold as well as your outside you know i bought this drink to refresh me (laughs) now i'm completely cold but yeah so so that that's um that's where i first encountered morris uh, but then when Matt joined the Morris, he would come home uh, and he would be home before I was because we were at different schools at this time. And he would drag me outside and get me dancing. So by the time I went along to my first Morris practice in January of 2011, I knew what a half jip was, what a whole jip was, a back to back. I could even double step, you know, so... So, yeah, so I've been dancing since then. Yeah, I started off with Peterborough Morris. Um, and since then, I have entered the realms of Tartary, uh, like yourself. <laughs> and uh, and probably probably infiltrated, I'd say, every, or at least most sides in the east of England. What was it? Was it a purpose? I, I mean, Tartary for me, it was just something I fell into. I never meant to at all. It was mostly invites to, to, to other sides. Mm. And then... Uh meeting more people and wanting to dance with them and then soon found that I was I was in more sides than I could dance with really yeah well I I never set out to be to 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 follow this path but uh it's just yeah it's just something that happened it's just the way that Morris communities work Mm. um yeah it's you know we, we would go on holiday to Norfolk and you know Kings would be dancing Kings uh Morris of Kings Lynn so we'd go out and join them uh, impose yourselves upon them well exactly you know um <laughs> you know all, you know rutland morris men who are just up the road from us they'll be doing a, a weekend away so oh let, let's go and join them it's yeah no, never set out to be what one of these tarts but uh it's, I, I it's not what you're, most, yeah most of the morris community is very inclusive like that they'll just invite you along they're happy to have you yeah that's why i absolutely love and I suppose it might be different with other forms of Morris. Cotswold is, as some people, you know, it's easier to tart with because the the, the slight variation might be, oh, I double step or oh, I single step. Uh, well, well, actually, it, it can be quite quite confusing at times. You know, do you double step? Do you single step? Are you on the beat or off the beat? <laughs> mm, mm, get, yeah. But but yeah, it's easier that way. Um, and you know there have been events I've been to where I've just taken whites and just been able to roll through the Baldricks. <laughs> yeah, it, I, that is nice. I mean, I I have to admit, more recently, I've I've wanted to sort of make 
more of an effort to make commitment to a smaller amount of sides because I, I feel as lovely as it is. I mean, because I've made so many friends now and I love dancing with all of them. But I, I feel like I'm not a very good contribution as a member if I'm only dancing with the side every now and then. And I'd, I'd like to actually focus on on sticking with a few. So I'm, I'm trying to trying to show a good. In, yeah, you know. yeah, good, good. yeah. I, well, I'm exactly the same. I've got a circle of my core teams. You know, the, the teams I attend on a weekly basis or every couple of weeks but then yeah there are teams out there that i dance with once a year once or twice a year and it's nice to be able to go and do that but yeah you, i do get the feeling of oh, i'd like to commit more you know help out more but you know what what we need is we just need a couple more weeks in the year that's all we need yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's never enough time i yeah i have to admit though that when I was, you know, going to uni most days of the week and doing lots of Morris. I was getting a lot done and in lockdown without the Morris, without the uni. I, I don't know what I do each day, to be honest. They, they just go like that, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah. And um, for those of you out there who, who know me, know that I have a, a soft spot for trains. Uh, and <laughs> not, not in a weird way. <laughs> It's just my preferred mode of transport. Oh, that sounded weird, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I have a soft spot for trains. I like trains. Well, no. well, you can drink on a train, you can, and, and you well, can take a selfie while you're drinking on the train, which well, is... Uh... Exactly. Everybody, I think, enjoyed, on my social medias, enjoyed my weekly train selfie. But, yeah. You know, I like my week, mate. <laughs> but, yeah, every, you know, having the Morris community has been able to get on trains and just go and join in with other teams and it, it's yeah, yeah I, I completely lost track yeah, I've got no idea what to do on a train anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be confused now anyway yeah <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's us that's, that's us Ollie and that's me well, uh, yeah um, so we, we will be your hosts unless uh, something happens and one of us Suffers a gallying mishap, or oh you, know, you, you don't want to, you know, don't want a gallying mishap. Mm, definitely not. I have to, I have to admit, galleys are, are the, probably the one thing that I haven't been injured from. I've managed to, I know it sounds, but I managed to kick myself quite a few times whilst doing galleys. Because if you let, if you let your ankle nice and loose, when you go round and you, it meets your other thigh. It, it either really hurts or you sort of give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> while, she, <laughs> no, while she's dancing, it goes around and just sort of goes. Yeah, it's, no, I, I get what you mean. I, for some reason, I, I don't do that anymore. I don't know if I'm gallying rather tightly or... Um, see, this is what you tune in for, the, the, specif the specifics of galleys and uh, the intricacies. But um... Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, galley marks are what I go for. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, as long as you can keep your socks up, Ollie, you're fine. Oh, that, that's a low blow. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have those calves to, to hold up my socks. <laughs> I thought, didn't you, have, uh, didn't you have little garters to hold them up? 
yeah that, that's a lovely story yeah so i went i went to went to bampton last year on our pilgrimage out to the holy lands of cotswold and yeah went into this antique shop looking for a nice pair of garters and i did find myself not unfortunately not they, they weren't green unfortunately oh. But oh, I found, found these garters in this charity shop in Bampton, Oxfordshire, and I took them up to the to the desk to pay for them, and it was lovely because you know she was the the lady behind the counter was curious to where we'd come from, and you know we said oh we're from Peterborough, and she went what what a stroke of luck these garters came from Peterborough, oh wow and we couldn't believe it. Um, so I was like, oh my god, I've just bought garters for Morris Dancing in Bampton that came from Peterborough and got very excited, went to my next weekly dance out with Peterborough Morris, put them on and they both snapped instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so a lovely story. Had you know had these lovely garters. So the rubber had um it hardened over over time of not being used and just they they gave up halfway through a dance. <laughs> right, yeah, just like your socks do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's very unfortunate for you. It is, but you know, to the enjoyment of the crowds, to watch me slowly undress myself during a dance, unintentionally, of course. Yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember once dancing out with Holt Ridge, and I think at the end, my, my bells had fallen down, uh, my socks had fallen down, my armbands had fallen down to my wrists, and I had to apologise to, to the squire, and, you know, I'm sorry, I, I undressed you. That's <laughs> Lollipop Man Adderbury. Oh, yeah. Every paper or something. <laughs> <laughs> something else went, goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. I'm off. A- anyway, we should talk about the podcast. What are we doing? What are we, are we doing? Um, well, so th- th- this has been in the planning for a little while now, and we are part of Dance Like a Girl. So Dance Like a Girl is a Morris zine mm-hmm. that is there to showcase the quirky side of Morris dancing and the mm-hmm. folky yeah. world. Um, Isn't it? not really part of any of the Morris organisations. It, it exists on its own. Yeah. Uh, it, it includes poems, art, really whatever people want to contribute, uh, essays, articles, all, all sorts of things. And it, yeah, and uh, it's, it's there to, it's also there to help shed, uh, to, to spread even dances as well. Yeah, we, we, I'm sure there's been articles where people have put in their dance notations of dances they've written as well as you know it's just a nice area for people to share the quirkiness and the the things you might not normally hear about the morris community mm, definitely and 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 dance like a girl is always looking for contributions so you know yeah find well, us on facebook and uh, can send us something yeah it'll be lovely to hear from you guys we won't go into too much depth of what actually dance like girl is because um we will have the creator on our next podcast uh, sally she will be here to to talk to us about dance like a girl and why she set it up so you know if you do have any questions just uh send us an email or pop it on our facebook yeah, page 
email them uh, to us at dancelikeagirl.podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Send us questions, suggestions, comments, anything. Anything. We just want to hear from you. We want, we want to hear that you're listening to us. <laughs> we, want, we want to know if you have made it this far. <laughs> please, please just email us saying we've got past that preamble whatever you were talking about yeah you, 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 <laughs> we're you've here you've lost all that time you're never getting it back yeah and also i'll be curious what are you doing whilst you're listening to this oh don't ask that we don't well, want to hear i don't know it could be curious yeah it could be interesting no no we're gonna get some weird ones <laughs> it's the best ones or the weirdest ones will get read out <laughs> but yeah what we plan to yeah. do in the first series of this <laughs> is introduce the team of Dance Like a Girl. So we have, next week, we have Sally Bird, who is the creator and very much, you know, the editor. I, I mean, I think she pretty much does everything, really. And, yeah, she, she is just she's kind the of, mum of the, of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, as I said, I submit articles sometimes, but I, I may not be heavily involved. Uh, we, we may not be heavily involved, you know, involved at one time, but we we all contribute a little bit here and there. So the first series, we'll do an episode with each member of the team, introduce that member, ask them a few questions. And then by the end of series one, you will know the whole Dance Like a Girl team. Uh, if, if this goes well, series two, we may interview people in the larger Morris community. Uh, anyone who might be interested, you know, send us an email. Uh, and we may call on people and see if they're up for it. Yeah, well, it'd be great. You know, the the idea for Dance Like a Girl was, you know, to reach out and, you know, talk to, talk to different people. You know, I just reached out to my webcam <laughs> for anyone who couldn't see. Uh, so, I, 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 flashbacks of your Darth Vader video. Oh, God, yes. But, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so our second series, we really want to talk to you the listeners and the readers so yeah but yeah so series one we're gonna as connor said we're gonna introduce you to all of the wonderful team there are six of us so uh just to just to tell you who they are uh there's sally the creator and then there's myself ollie and connor the two that you are listening to right now and then we've also got catherine who has contributed a load of different articles and then we've also got Ellie as well, who has contributed pictures to the whole grand scheme, so that there is, and also Matt, our resident historian. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very looking. I'm very much looking forward to Matt's episode because, um, firstly, it gives me an excuse to actually finish his thesis, which is uh, wonderful. Uh, I, you know, it's still in the beginning pages, but I'm very excited to read the whole thing mm. and um, talk with him about Morris history because every, every time I talk to Matt, he, he's just a fountain of knowledge, really. He's a, he's a real gem. It, it's incredible how much he actually knows about, about the history of Morris dancing. Yeah. You know, his, his speciality is sort of late 18th century, no, sorry, late 19th century to modern day, but you, you can ask him anything about the first appearance of Morris dancing in four. 1648 no 1648 am i correct uh 1648 it's 14 isn't it is it 40 oh this is really but yes 1448 yes i think so oh my god if no, i could be wrong, wrong. Oh, oh, that's 
I know that... it ends in 48. I'm hoping it's 1448. Oh, that would be awful, Ollie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going with 1448. Oh, Matt, Matt please don't correct. kill me. Matt will correct us. Yeah, he'll correct us. But yeah, yeah so we don't profess to be historians, but um, yeah, as as Ollie was saying, it's absolutely wonderful talking to Matt because he'll send us videos and give us journal articles, and he, I, if you ask him a question, he he has this whole archive, and he'll know instinctively where that subject is in his archive, and he'll pull it out, and he'll send you paragraphs, and he'll send you references. I, don't ask him because he'll be he'll be <laughs> you'll be you'll be stuck with it. We could have. He'll be really a, annoyed if if he gets those messages like, "Oh, Matt, do you have anything on this?" Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it might just be uh, when he, he suffers me enough. So uh, please, please don't annoy him. But yeah, but if you've got any questions for any of the team, uh, please honestly do send us an email or you know on our Facebook page as well. We would love to hear them because we don't want to ask the mundane questions. You know, how is you getting tomorrow sensing? You know, what do you like to do? Yeah, we want those quirky questions. That's what we want. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Or just, you know, anything. anything. You know, if, if, if a swathe of people come in and say, we think Ollie's hot, that's fine. Just, you know, email us anything. That, that sounds good to me. Sorry. Yeah, we can disagree with you, but I mean... Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, when you shaved, you, you might... Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I, I have said that the beard and the hair is staying until the first time I'm in kit properly. Mm, and as I've said to you, I look forward to seeing your face mask that is large enough to cover your beard. <laughs> yes, I went out a couple of days ago and first time wearing a face mask because I went to a place where you had to wear a face mask. And yeah, it failed. The, the beard just took over as <laughs> Connor saw. So, yeah, but it, it's almost long. Well, it's sort of almost long enough to form my own mask out of the beard. Almost. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll get in there. We'll get in there. I, I worry about the hygiene of that. <laughs> well, at least I'll have some snacks in there from previous meals. Mm. Yes, well, moving swiftly on. Yes, I think that's a good, <laughs> good, po good point. Right time to move on. <laughs> Focus. Uh, segment on Ollie's beard every week. Aren't you lucky? Other different stories to the Yes. <laughs> Well, Ollie. Hello. What, what shall we move on to now? Oh. Well, I think I've talked for a lot. So let's move to confessions with Connor. Oh, confessions so, with Connor. Do I have a jingle? Uh, you will have a jingle, uh, and and it will go like this. <gasps> Fantastic. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> insert insert melody here. Love it. Love I'm sure that was extremely appropriate. So, confessions with Connor. I need a I need a dark piano melody with rain playing behind Dolly. I hope I hope you can do that. Oh, right. I can do that. Post said it. You, <clears throat> you will you will get it. So you heard me say that I won the Sue Dyke Award in 2018. With this Sue Dyke Award, I won a lovely, beautiful Sue Dyke Award tankard. Ooh. And this tankard, I mean, I. I reluctantly had to give it up after a year because then someone else won it, which I thought was really unfair, actually. You know. 
but um, there you go. Had Open Morris engraved on it, and uh, it, it's a memorial uh, competition and award for a member of Lady Bay Rev Revelers, uh, Sue Dyke, who sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, and it, the, the award itself celebrates young people within Open Morris and um, whatever they want to uh, submit for the award, which you know can be a piece of art. It's, it's normally very loose regulations, but we've had some lovely contributions so far. So I, I think it's, it's been wonderful. Anyway, so I was I was the first winner of the award. Um, as I said, it's got this lovely, huge tankard, which I, we, we can maybe post a photo of on the Facebook so that people can see. Oh a, yes, they need to see this glorious tank. Or what? What was a glorious tankard? No, it's no, it's, it's still it's still glorious. It's still glorious tankard, uh, but it had a huge dragon handle. It had my name engraved on it. It's something like Connor Smith, twenty eighteen, and I assume the the next winner. I've I've seen the photos of the the next winner with the tankard, um, which uh, you know, really congrats to them. Well done. I I haven't seen their entry because I can't find it on the Open Morris site at the moment, but hopefully. It will be there soon, um, and we'll provide a link to that if we can in the future. So anyway, I won this wonderful tankard, uh, and here's where the confession comes in because I haven't told, I haven't told anyone in this uh, story. No one in Open Morris has heard it, um, so uh, they'll enjoy this. I reckon. Time to get it off your chest, Connor. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I had this beautiful tankard. I always kept it in a tankard bag, and when I went out to to Morris events. I put the tankard on top of my melodeon in my melodeon bag. Um, so I carry this melodeon bag around, and and usually, oh, I hate this. I, I hate having to say this. So when I when I got to Morris events and you know you watch another teams, I put the melodeon bag down, and then I'd sit on the melodeon bag. <laughs> um, and and this is obviously a bad idea. Please, everyone, do not sit on your melodeons. Don't sit on your melodeon bags while your melodeon is inside. E um, even at this point, I'm getting a few, you know, sort of warning signs. Like, yeah, don't but, but sit this, on a melodeon. But this is something I did repeatedly for a long time, and 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 nothing, as far as I knew, went wrong apart from my uh, melodeon. You know, the side of my melodeon. I'm not sure what it's called. Um, something like a, a palette. You know the the metal part. Oh, the grill. What the grill? Yeah, the grill. Yeah, yeah. The grill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I noticed that that was bending inwards, and I had this huge dip in it. Uh, that that was the only thing I might have noticed from sitting on my melodeon bag. And then one day it was, um, oh, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, Richmond Day of Dance with Blackgate Morris, and I was sitting on my melodeon bag, and then suddenly there was a pop, and I I went down, a, you know, a few <laughs> centimeters. So I thought, what the? What, what was that? And, uh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, opened my melodeon bag. I couldn't tell what it was at first. Opened the tankard bag. I got the tankard out. And this beautiful, lovely tankard with a big dragon handle had squished <gasps> under the weight of me. No. Um, and I can't remember what I did. I think I probably tried to pull it out back to its size. I put some ale in it and the ale immediately leaked out. Oh, God. Uh, and I was just like, oh, bugger. Because, obviously, I, I've been carrying around this tank and thinking, oh, it's mine. 
But in reality, it was mine for a year. It has to go back to someone else. I thought, oh, I've broken the prize, Open Morris, to like Tankard. And I, I was distraught, especially since Blackgate has members from Lady Bay in. And I sort of went up to them with a big frown. I was like, I've just broken the Sudike tankard. <laughs> they just went, oh no, you, you'll have to repair it. And I was like, oh, bugger. So, um, yeah, anyway, so, sorry, Open Morris, that tankard did get flattened uh, by me sitting on it. I know I don't look heavy. Um, now, my, my question is, Connor, how much of the uh, the prize money did you have after this? Uh, uh, wait, uh, well, that's a difficult question, Ollie. Um, <laughs> if if I had kept any of the prize money, which I didn't, ah yes, um, I I would have had four fifths of it less left. So it it was pretty good actually. In fact, oh, okay. I'm I'm just looking up the company which I approached and, and got it uh, fixed because they they did a wonderful job. Yeah, I think it's A.E. Williams, which is a English pewter maker in Birmingham. So I, I sent it off to A.E. Williams um, and I think it was about £20 to repair it and obviously they, you know, they... Oh, that's good, yeah. Well, they, another they another plug for A.E. Williams. Yeah, it? yeah, well done them. Uh, they, they reshaped it. They must have soldered it. Um, you know, hopefully. Well, it, it's in a good good enough shape that they've not been able to Well, to be honest, to recognize. I, I was a bit annoyed because when it came back, I didn't use it again when it came back because I'm like, I'm so precious with this now, I'm not going to use it. And uh, so how it came back to me, I, I passed it on to Open Morris. But... I was a bit annoyed when it came back because it came back shinier and a, a lovelier, more beautiful tankard than it ever was when I had it. <gasps> oh no! Also, oh, they gave it a nice, full-on <clears throat> clean, did they? Though? Oh yeah, absolutely. Proper, proper professional job, actually. Um, they, you know, the engraving was clearer. It looked, it looked absolutely fab. Mm. So, um, whoever gets that tankard now, just know it looks wonderful because I sat on it and broke it. And it, it it's now yeah you you did that for the greater you know that that was on purpose to make it <laughs> yeah the, the grand tankard tankard that it is today yeah and now it has some history to it so uh, do exactly. enjoy that tankard I hope that doesn't put you off the tankard it's it's beautiful please treasure it um, I was told when I was given it to have a have a nice cider in it because uh, I think Sue Dyke might have enjoyed a cider so uh, enjoy it. Well, that that was a lovely confession, and I'm yeah. sure you can, you can judge be... me. Send me, send us emails, and uh, tell me if you think I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> uh, and if I have another con confession next time, oh, definitely. Th this is a running segment. Confessions with I, I can't wait to the next confession. <laughs> I, I'm scared, but I'm also really looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. The next one I'll try and make it about you, Ollie. Something you didn't know that I did. Oh lord, that that that's um, yeah, that that's that's terrifying. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. I can say that, can't I? Yes. Anyway, oh, it must be time for uh, story time with Ollie. Story time with Ollie. Oh, is there a jingle? There is a jingle. That, that possibly <laughs> there's going to be a jingle. Um, so let's just pretend I'm inserting a jingle now. 
<laughs> wow, what an amazing jingle. That was gorgeous. I might keep that as it is. So, story time with Ollie. Uh, over the series and all the episodes, I will give you a story of my favourite or some of my favourite tales of times when I have been out dancing. Tales from the tart side. Oh, I like that. Oh. <laughs> da 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 Tales from the tart side. So, uh, I've got many stories to tell, but I'm going to start today with probably the one I had. It, it's been talked about so much when I've attended this place quite a lot. So, uh, for those who don't know, Thaxted Morris men uh, hold a ring meeting, or now a meeting, uh, in January. So the first weekend in Jan. Yeah, no, sorry, June. Ah, oh. <laughs> in June. It's not January. It's they're not straw bear. They're not straw bear. <laughs> no. So in June they hold a meeting. Now, so it consists of a day tour on um, coaches, and it concludes in the evening with this lovely finale spot in the centre of that set. There's over a thousand people watching in this lovely high street, grand guild hall stood in its place. All it's all mic'd up and everything. Now. A couple of years ago, I unfortunately had to miss the day tour because it was my Kaylee Band's debut. During the day, we did this children's festival. So I, as I'm the caller, I was there for, for the debut. So I, I managed to hop on a train to Stansted and get on a bus from Stansted to Thapstead. Now, I was unfortunately too late to get there in time for the start of the mass show but that is what makes this story even better though so as we were pulling into that said i looked at my watch and it was about 20 past six so the the show has been going for about 20 minutes now so the crowds had formed the dancing was in full swing now the bus route went straight through where the dancing area had is and they they weren't closing the road to buses or you know uh, you, you know, um, fire engines or anything like that. So the bus was still going to go through the dancing area. So when I got on at Stansted Airport, I said, right, a, a single to Thaxted, please. But can I make an odd request? Now, he looked at me in Morris kit, so I, I hoped he knew what I was about to ask. But I said, can you please stop the bus for me in the middle of the square where they're dancing? <laughs> and he he sort of just lit up and was like oh my god yes i'm doing this so we pull up we come into thaxted and we go around the corner and we see all the crowds but the crowds are in a full sort of square rectangle thing so they're crossing the road because it is closed to normal traffic and we pull up behind these people and i'm sat there going right okay uh, a minute or two and i'll be on now I look to see what's going on in the main arena and I see Clyro, 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 uh, Longsword doing their dance. So I thought, okay, it won't be too long. I saw them do the lock up and they went round parading the lock. But I thought that was the end of the dance. But little did I know that was the middle of the dance. So 
there's me sat there going right okay it's gonna we the, the crowds are gonna part like the red sea go you know, with moses and we're gonna come through but no they didn't so we're sat there and we must be sat there for about five minutes now sat there and the people around the bus start looking into the bus and they just see me sat there a morris dancer and they're sort of going what was he doing in there? And it sort of felt like I, I was an animal at a zoo or something. <laughs> he started going, tapping the window, like, there's a Morris dancer. What's he doing on the bus? Shouldn't he be out here dancing? So after Clyro finished their dance and they walked off, yeah, they, they got a big rapturous round of applause as deserved. And the, uh, Pete Simpson was on the mic and said, can you please now part to let the bus through? thinking it would go straight through so this bus which had been sat there for five minutes was now going through the middle of the dancing area and stopped in the middle of this dancing area huge dancing area and him on the mic was like oh what's going on here and the driver little did he know well perfectly aligned the door with Pete's eye line so when it opened he just saw me step out in full Morris kit, <laughs> and he just read over the mic. Oh, because he, he first went, oh, give a round of applause to the bus driver, and you know everyone's clapping. And then he went, oh, the, bu- the bus is stopping. And then out march I. And he goes, oh, and it's Ollie. Oh, well, I suppose round of applause for Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I had all these people giving me a massive round of applause, and. Yeah, I I went off. I said hello to all the Morris people. Said hi. I said sorry I was late, and you know it it was a lovely experience. <laughs> Probably one of my highlights of my whole Morris career. And I it, always it, want to make an entrance. Oh, exactly. You you've got to know there's a time and a place. And Alec Hunter, um, who is who, is the first squire of the Morris ring. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was also a Thaxted Morris man, and. I got told by a couple of the Thaxted men that that is how Alec would like to make an entrance. <laughs> so I feel like I was doing a bit of history there. <laughs> I was reliving how Alec Hunter would have wanted to have entered onto the dance floor. Yes, and, that, so, and now you're immortalised in podcast form. Exactly. That story is a... Well, I, I love telling that story. It's just we, so much fun. We Every time only... I just remember a new a new thing that happened, it was We can only hope to aspire to have such an entrance. Well exactly, you know. I, I, I... <laughs> See that's such a contrast to when we uh where we, we were invited as Peter Bramaris to appear at the Tony Hadley uh golf gala classic uh as a at a dinner and we were warned beforehand though oh the the woman would come in and uh say oh you're about to be announced and you're about to go in and then we're in the uh we, we were given a little um we had a nice little green room didn't we yes yes, yes. A little green room to ourselves and ollie was giving the team a a, a pep talk is you know rousing everyone up and, and and matt said ollie ollie i think we've just been announced <laughs> <laughs> fair enough the uh the announcer i mean we were waiting for ages. It was oh, we 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 were due to go on at I think half past ten at night. Yeah. This is, um, and we weren't called to the stage until quarter to twelve at night. Yes, for yes. a fifteen-minute show, we had to wait through a Trump impersonator 
a Trump with yeah with uh, with North Korea's dictator. Yes, yes, he did a duet with a Kim Jong Un impersonator. It it so, was it it was some love song, wasn't it? Sort of like a love hate song they did together. It, I don't know. It was, it was rather strange. I, I thought we were the best entertainment, to be honest. But <laughs> the announcer was going, and Peter Morris, Peter Morris, where's Peter Morris? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just had to run from our dressing room, didn't we? Yes. Like, oh, quickly. Weekly. Yeah, let's get the weekly procession on. Go, go, go. Yeah, it, oh, the whole thing was a bit farcical. I, I mean, I was a bit worried for Mark because we were jumping around on the stage mm. and the mic on the mic stand kept turning away from him. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept going quieter. But thankfully we had a spare, didn't we? He could just... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, it was... It was uh, it was something. Now, my best thing about that, so as you said, this was for Tony Hadley, you know, the the star of Spandau Ballet, who you know sang "Gold, Gold, Always Believe," that wonderful hit, uh, you know, covered beautifully by myself. Yes, but, oh, it's a shame I couldn't join you. I, I think the uh, lag over Zoom. Yes. Um, that, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the thing was, as you said, we were really rushed for time, and. And I, I was just, I saw this door and I was like, right, we're going through this door right now. Little did I know that Tony Hadley also wanted to go through that door with a bottle of champagne. And I, I didn't know, but I opened the door in his face. I was like, stop. <laughs> you are staying really? there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't realise it was him at first, but I was just like, no. <laughs> We are the Morris Dancers. I don't care if you're the main supporter of this event. We are the Morris Dancers. But for anyone who doesn't know out there, Tony Hadley is a massive supporter of Morris Dancing. He absolutely loves it. Well, well, he's, he's interested in it. He's always, he's always shown an enthusiasm. I think Matt said that when uh, Peter Burrow invited before, he showed a genuine interest. Yes, and he... Yeah, I... So this was different to the previous times we've been invited so before, because how they do it is they have a golf day, um, but they, and then during the lunchtime of the golf they have some entertainment. So that's where Pete Morris have done it in the past. And Matt said, "Yeah, he had a you know had a lovely conversation, asking genuine questions about Morris dancing." So it's nice to know that there are some people out there. Well, it's nice to know that people who invite you to these type of things genuinely want you there, and you're not just sort of the side act. But we, we were certainly better than mm. the headliners, who was a Chaz and Dave uh, tribute act. <laughs> Daz and Chave. Daz and Chave, yes. Yeah. <laughs> who, for some reason, as soon as they walked on stage, I would say a good half of the people in that room left. Went to the bar. They went to the bar. Oh, that's, that's another good thing. Is that, that girl's face when you went up and said, have you got any real ale? <laughs> oh, she had no idea what to say looked at the spirits yeah she looked yeah i said uh she went what 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 would you like so i said oh have you got any real ales and instead of looking at beer she turned around to the rack of spirits didn't she mm. and was just like oh no i don't think we've got that one <laughs> yeah uh that yeah. And, uh, the magician is it was uh was it a magician that hosted the event Something like that, yes. And, and he, he came up to us afterwards. He said, well done. Uh, it, and he said, well, that was interesting or something. <laughs> uh, and he said, um, what did he say? He said it looked more difficult than... 
than, than it seemed or something. Yes, it, it was odd. Yes, it was an interesting compliment, but I took it as a compliment. It, it, yeah, was, one of, it was one of those things, you know, those statements. You want it to look involved, don't you? Because a lot of, I think a lot of what people think of Morris dancing is anyone can do it, you know. Mm. Um, so the fact that he had the reaction of, uh, oh, well, that's quite complicated. Yes, and I suppose well, it didn't help by the stage that we had because we had probably, oh, what was it, about two metres wide by about six metres. So, well, that's mm -hmm. rather big, actually, probably about three and a half metres. It wasn't very big, the space, and half of the set, so your side of the set, had a low beam, didn't you, as well? Mm -hmm. So my yeah. side could caper normally, but your side had to sort of crouch didn't you, when you capered so you didn't bump your heads. Yes, well, I think when we did the double jig, um, we did Nutting Girl Ascot with Tony Hadley in the front row, kind of, I, I think it, most of his face was just kind of uh, dropped open in what could be amazement, what could be horror, I wasn't really sure. Well, exactly, you know, leap, leapfrogs with a low, low beam, <laughs> yeah. followed, followed by galleys and, yeah. During that double jig and, you know, moving back on the crossbacks and you can't move too far back because as soon as you jump, you're going to hit your head. So that was a challenge. Um, I can't remember if I hit my head or you hit your head, but something went plonk at some point. So, yeah, something did go plonk. But I don't know whether, yeah, I don't know whether I, I didn't feel it because we, we'd we been given so much free alcohol <laughs> because we were running late. So, yeah. It, it was one of the most interesting events that, that I've yeah. ever had. Yeah, I think it's certainly, you know, it's really interesting, the events that Morris Nelson is getting invited to. And I would certainly say that is up there in one of the best, one of the strangest and quirkiest events I've ever been in. You know, mm. I, I never think... thought I would share the stage with Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un and, <laughs> and Tony Hadley. So it was an yeah. eventful night. Well, any, anything that happens that late at night feels pretty uh, surreal, I think. Yes. Yes, it, it was. It was beautiful. I would say it. It had that s. Like it, it even had a. It even had a poignant moment at the end where we stuck around for about a. a would you say at least a good half an hour or something? At, at least, yeah, a drinks worth, a pints worth. Yeah. Yeah, and and we kept kept thinking, oh, if Tony had just come out in the in the lobby, we have a we have a selfie with him. But alas, no. He didn't come. He didn't no. come. But we did have lots of fun with the the photo booth, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. And that that, was, that was the main thing, you know. Well. That, that's in the archive now. Boom. Yeah, lovely day. But anyway, I, I suppose I should ask you how have you been faring with lockdown? I mean, you've uh, taken part in the Cliff Barstow Memorial Jig Competition recently, hosted by White Rose Morris Men. Yeah, that was that was a lovely experience, actually. Um, it, it's always been one of the jig competitions I've wanted to enter in, enter in, but I've never, well, I've never been at the event that they've hosted it at, and it was supposed to be at Whitby this year, to which we were both supposed to be at, mm -hmm. uh, with Born Borderers as a book team, but alas, due to COVID nineteen, they said no. <laughs> so. <laughs> It, it was lovely to be able to have this experience of a virtual jig competition. And I, I know the Sidmouth John Gasson jig competition is planning to do the same. And it, it was, it was really nice to be able to see all my friends again, you know, see the Morris community, 
on Zoom as well as people commenting on the live post and just being able to do the thing I loved. It, it felt like life was back to normal again. You know, I was able to get in kit and I was able to do dancing to some wonderful music. It just felt right. So it, it was very sad when that Zoom call ended and I just sort of thought, oh, back to reality now, you know, stuck in this house. Yes. You know, well, I've, you know it's, yeah, you know, I've managed to use this time wisely. You know, I've, I've hopefully improved my melodium playing. So yeah, <laughs> it's been interesting. It really well, has. It was a lovely competition to watch. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it, it just shows when you watch so many people do, you know, uh, quite similar jigs actually. You know, you know the same, the same pool of jigs. Mm. Um, you know, the differences in style. They they're quite interesting to watch, and um, it's, yes. it's because everyone has their own physique and their way of dancing, and the the variety is quite nice to watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yes, it well, for really... anyone who doesn't know what happens with the with the Cliff Barstow jig competition is that um, so they they limit it's about twenty people entered, and you were given a list of about six different jigs to do, and you had a, one musician playing for all of those jigs, and it was judged on on your dancing ability, your hanky controlment, you know, how controlled you are. And then six people out of that would then go on to performing their own jig, chosen by them to their own music. So it was a really nice, as you say, to see everyone do sort of similar jigs at the start, sort of levelled out the playing field. You know, we were all on the same base. Mm. It was just down to how we executed it, which yeah, was lovely. I... I... See, I've never entered a jig competition. Um, I know you're a frequent uh, entrant at Sidmouth. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, know that a lot. Um, and I've always had my reservations about Morris competitions. I think um, just because part of me feels that you know it's it's for fun, and you dance with the people you're dancing with to enjoy yourself, and um, the idea of being uh, compared to other people i don't i don't know if that appeals to me but um i think I, i've probably relaxed and that i think i could probably enter a competition and just enjoy mm. dancing with everyone and view it from that because i think the competitive viewpoint kind of ruins it for me but um the reason i didn't enter the cliff barstow is because my wi-fi in suffolk is absolutely awful and the jig had to be live I would have I would have loved to have danced to old Tom Bampton actually and I was a bit disappointed that no one chose it. It's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice jig, but it's not I wouldn't say like a I don't know, a, a competition worthy jig. No, but I mean that's that's why I I like it so much because it is quite reserved and it is quite I love Bampton actually. I love Bampton jigs because I like how you can travel with it. Um mm. I think the Bampton's got some really nice moves. Um, so I, I really, and everyone has a different take on Bampton. So I, I love, love watching it. And Oh, definitely. It's, it is nice. It's, it is an understated tradition. It is gorgeous. Mm. Mm. Yes. 
yeah but lovely competition and uh congratulations to toby for winning oh definitely yeah huge congr- yeah and, and for those interested toby will be hosting a jig workshop through whitby folk week uh when that was supposed to happen in the last week of august as he was the winner of the competition and also as we mentioned earlier the cliff not the cliff sorry the Sidmouth, the John Gasson jig competition will be taking place the first Sunday in August. Uh, is, is that competition uh, being held slightly differently? Are people submitting pre-recorded videos as opposed to doing it live? So the plan is, what I've read with that, is that they are hoping to do it live, but if you're unable to do it live, they will take a submitted video, which is quite nice. It's a nice way, to, so for people like yourself whose Wi-Fi isn't quite 100%, it's the easier way to do it brilliant so ollie is there anything else on the agenda before well um let's just quickly mention the um the wonderful lone morris uh, events that have been happening it, yes. it's, been, it's been lovely to see everyone in lockdown getting out in your gardens in your living room you know, it's good to travel from the garden to the living room, but it's been lovely to see people getting back in kits again during this hard time and dancing, playing. And what I've loved is, you know, no matter what ability, people are out there trying new things. You know, I've seen lots of people have tried to learn jigs or have uh, learned new music. And it's been absolutely lovely that people have been able to, to do this whether whether you shared it online or whether you've done it yourself and you just know that you have done something for the Lone Morris Festival, it is lovely. And it has also been wonderful to see the awesome badges that uh, Christopher Todd has been making and designing in partnership with uh, with Matt with, from Amble Badges. It's been lovely to see all the different badges that he's made with them. You know, mm. The designs are, are gorgeous and have truly, you know, yeah, I love captured. Them. They've captured the event beautifully. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been wonderful. The badges have been brilliant to commemorate it. It's it's been lovely to see people still dancing actually and appear on Facebook and see friends that you you'd only see at festivals. I had a lovely dance with my mum on St. George's Day. We did a border dance. Oh, um, lovely. And we really enjoyed that, actually. It was really good fun. Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't get around to doing anything for the solstice. Uh, did, you, oh. did you do anything? Yeah, I... Um, I well, the, the plan for what we did is that in Grantham, there is this really interesting sculpture of a clothes peg sort of pinching up the ground. And we set out with this wonderful idea of, are we going to do a jig by this clothes peg? And we're going to set it so that I do this jig. And then at the end, I pick up the clothes peg. And, you know, we're going to use perspective. So I look taller or it looks taller. Yeah. But (laughs) as we were walking to said sculpture, the heavens decided to open thunder and lightning (laughs) as we were stuck in the middle of this park in Grantham. Matt had his melodeon. Thankfully, it was in its box and safe from the rain. 
and we just had to stick it out. So I, I went off for anyone who's seen Sally Bird has put on Morris Cool, the the Facebook group, a few videos of me prancing about in the rain, having a bit of fun. But thankfully, it did stop raining, and I was able to go and dance under the watchful eye of, you know, Sir Isaac Newton, putting in his laws of gravity, showing that. Yeah, I go up, but I still come back down. So gravity does exist. <laughs> what goes up must come down. Well, exactly. It's one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's, 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 oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, my Wi-Fi is awful. So uh, Ollie's hearing me much later than I'm talking. Unfortunately, I didn't actually realise that giant peg was in Grantham. Uh, it's actually a really nice landmark and we're going to have to compile all the photos of things we've mentioned on the facebook post oh it's a, it's a giant pit and it looks like a, a a grass a large grass mound so it looks like the the peg is pinching the yeah earth. it's giving a little pinch but yeah we'll have to uh compile a podcast by photos <laughs> of everything we've talked about during this so it will be on our facebook page the morris babes Brilliant. So uh, I'll let you end, Ollie. I, okay. Um, oh, I'll, I'll join in the outro if I judge that my Wi-Fi is good enough. But I, I will not. <laughs> I will let take over the outro tonight. Oh, but yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening on, on my behalf. Anyway, it's been it's been really fun. Hmm. So we're we're really excited for where this podcast is going. Uh, so we hope that you will join us in our next episode, where we'll be talking to Sally Bird, the creator of Dance Like A Girl and the reason why we are all here and you are listening to us and we are talking to you. So please do send us any questions that you might have for Sally or any other of our guests or any comments you might have or any questions you might want to ask us or just any, just anything, you know, how's your day going? Just send us an email to dancelikeagirl.podcast at gmail.com. That's dance like a girl dot podcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much to listen for listening to our first ever episode. Yay. And keep dancing, babes. <laughs> <laughs> that will be that will be together next time. <laughs> we'll Do you want to try? Shall we try it again? Are you ready? Yeah, right. Try it, yeah. uh, after three, are you ready, Connor? Yeah. One, two, three. Keep, Keep dancing, dancing babes. <laughs> we'll get there. There's many episodes. Well, thank you very much. We're signing off now. Thank you very much for listening to Dance uh, to Morris Babes, a Dance Like Girl podcast, and we hope to hear you next time. Cheers, thank everyone. You. Bye. Bye. Right. Yeah, the jingle.